Hello again, everyone, and welcome to today's show. If you're one of the 130 million people that are dealing with SIRS, Lyme disease, autoimmune disease, or other conditions that are impacted by mold on a daily basis, and you need to learn how to eliminate that exposure, then you're in the right place. My name is Brian Carr, and you're listening to Mold Finders Radio. All right, here we are back finally in my house. Um, for those of you that uh, saw that I posted last week on Instagram, or maybe you've seen just from the news, maybe uh, I live in an area that was impacted by uh, some of the fires that were going on in California. So my wife and myself and my little one and my dog, uh, we all had to leave. Uh, we had to leave the house and and evacuate and go um, go to my, uh, mother-in-law's place for a couple days. Uh, actually, I think we we're there for like maybe four days or something while everything kind of calmed down. You know, it was, it was nuts. Like I woke up in the morning and I went to go walk the dog like I do in the mornings. Um, usually do it like around like seven thirty or so. And I see there's like some smoke, like off in the distance a little bit. And there's like a little glow to it. I was like, oh, it looks like there's a fire. It was so early on. Like I saw it like right at the beginning. And at the time, there was only 10 acres that had been, you know, impacted at that point from the fire. Uh, some time goes by. Next thing you know, like in the afternoon, there's been, you know, 4,000 acres impacted, then 7,000 acres impacted. And at the end of it, I think it was like 15,000 acres that got burned by this wildfire that was going on. Um, and we lived basically, uh, they had like their evacuation zones and we lived 10 minutes away from the closest evacuation zone. Right. So I, you know, I wasn't like waiting for them to tell me to evacuate. I, we just decided we were going to get up and go. And, and if there was an issue, then hopefully we would, you know, beat the traffic and not get stuck on the, you know, of people trying to leave. Um, what was nuts is that even though our, our area never officially got into the evacuation zone, um, the smoke was just so bad. It was like seeping into the house. Like we couldn't, we couldn't do, we couldn't be in here anymore. Uh, and so you saw the picture I posted was me and like my, uh, my respirator <laughs> saying that at least, you know, the benefit of being a mole finder is that when the fires come, at least I could breathe because I was wearing the respirator around. My wife and I were both wearing them or getting everything packed up and out. But I got some messages. I got some, you know, people checking in to make sure that things were okay. So thank you to everyone who was doing that. Everything's cool. Uh, we're good. Uh, we're back in the house. Everything seems fine. We got our purifiers running. Um, and, and we got new filters that came in and, and so we're, we're, you know, got all that going on. It kind of kicked me in the butt to get on top of that. Cause I had let that slack a little bit, like I'm sure a lot of us do with things in terms of maintenance. Uh, but it's so important and the maintenance stuff is so important anyway. Um, so that is the update. I just want to start the episode, just give you an update. Everything's cool. We're good. We're back. Uh, and, and that's why I've been, uh, off for a week, I think on the show. And what's so crazy is that I, I, you know, obviously we're, I'm recording this right now and it literally feels to me like it's been a month since I've done this. Um, it's been 
just a week. <laughs> like I've been so used to doing two to three of these every week that when I don't do one at all for a week, it's like, I feel like that I've been off and, and not sharing stuff with you guys for a very long time. So I'm excited to do this, uh, get back on, kind of get back on the horse. Uh, and you know, with the whole fire thing that went on, there was a lot of, uh, you know, information is being put out about air purifiers. People are asking about, you know, are they good for this? Are they not? You know, kind of what the deal is. And uh, one thing specifically about that I started seeing was like people referencing the air quality monitors that are either on these purifiers or that they have like their own air quality monitors. And uh, talking about, you know, locally, you know, kind of about the smoke and stuff, but then I've, I just, I don't know why it all just kind of started happening, but I started seeing people talking about them as if it was a way to understand if there's a mold issue in your house, like looking at these air quality monitors. And it's, you know, it's, it's a little misleading from these purifier companies who say, oh, and our, um, you know, our units have a built-in air quality monitor. So, you know, if there's a problem at the same time, they're also telling you that, yeah, our purifiers filter out mold and particles down to whatever the small particle size is, depending on what filter you get and all that stuff. Or even if you get a regular air quality monitor that's not attached to a filter or purifier, you know, they make these claims about how your air quality is good. You know, um, the question is, what does air quality mean? You know, like for us, air quality is not just about kind of the standard stuff that's floating around. Right. So we, we talk a lot about, you know, how you have to clean a whole house because particles move around, how small the particles are that break off off of mold colonies, um, you know, how, how they move around, how they attach to dust, how they are so small they could bypass our body's natural filter system in our nose and our throat. That's how they get into our lungs. These particles, they're called fine particles. You know, the ones that we are concerned about, the ones that that us moldies are concerned about, they're, they're fine particles. These air quality monitors they don't measure particle sizes down to that size, you know? So they could be really misleading. Like I'm looking at mine right now and it has a little happy face that's green. It says everything's cool, right? Um, and so if you look at that, you could be like, oh, cool. I don't have a mold problem, right? And that's, it's just so, so not true. Like we can't rely on that. You know, we, we went on this odyssey of trying to find uh, air quality devices that actually could somehow determine mold different from other types of particles, but that's, that's not how they work. They work based on particle size. That's how these air quality monitors work. Um, at least when it comes to the mold stuff now, you know, you can get monitors that look for like, um, CO2 and, you know, different kind of chemicals and things like that, that can trigger some sort of mechanism that shows that in, in the monitor. But when it comes to particle size and mold specifically, we haven't been able to find anything that can tell you this is what is floating around mold specific, right? So what they do is they lump it all into the size of the particle. And there's kind of like three main types of particle. There's PM10, PM2.5, and then um, uh, ultrafine particles, which are the small ones. So PM10 is like your bigger stuff. Uh, PM2.5 is really where the a lot of the monitors try to focus on. And so if you think like a HEPA filter, um, you know, that that's basically trying to attack particles that are PM 2.5, but in, in terms of size, uh, and there's a lot of things that could be that size, right? Um, mold spores can be that size. Fragmentation is much smaller than that, but mold spores could be that size. 
But then other things, um, combustion byproducts could be that size. Do you live near a freeway? Do you live near a factory somewhere? Do you have just kind of, did you have a fire that was burning down your city? <laughs> and is there smoke in the air? Um, you know, do you have a lot of dirt and dust in your house? And is, and is it accumulating and, and getting to sizes like that? There's so many things that add up to PM 2.5. And that's what a lot of the monitors that we see are trying to measure. And so when we look at those and we say, okay, so I have a filter that says that it filters out mold to really small particle sizes. So let's say you have, um, I'm not going to throw the filter names out there, but you know, there's, there's filters that go down to 0.007 microns or uh, filters that go to 0.003 microns. Okay. PM 2.5 is 2.5 microns. That's what it is. So, so, you know, get a concept for that difference, right? 2.5 versus 0.003 or 007. Um, don't hold me on my math, but that sounds like a thousand times smaller quickly uh, or two, I don't know, but it's a lot smaller. Um, and so if you're thinking of it like that and you say, okay, mycotoxin sizes are much smaller than PM 2.5. So if we were just thinking of, of toxins, those mycotoxins could be smaller than that. The particles that break off of the colonies that are not the spores themselves, that could be smaller than that. That's the stuff that we breathe in. That's the stuff that impacts us the most. Right. And so if you have a filter that's talking about how it filters mold and bacteria and it works with VOCs and all this stuff, which is great. And then right next to it, you have an air quality monitor that has a nice little green happy face in it. Do you see how that can give you like this weird false sense of security that like there is not a mold problem when it actually has no idea if there is or not? Because that's what's happening. Right. So I just wanted to uh, to kind of like talk through that concept with you. Yes, these filters are, are great. Right. But the monitoring devices that are available are they're not as you know, they don't get to to the level, the particle size that we really need to understand. It just from what I find, what I've found, I can't find one that exists. And then when you start talking about wanting to separate out mold, let's say, even if you talk about mold spores, right? So I said mold spores can be in that 2.5 micron range. Well, so can all that other stuff that I talked about, right? So even if, uh, you know, even if, um, let's say your, your air quality monitor says that it doesn't look so good. Does that mean that it's mold necessarily? No, it could be something else too, you know? So it doesn't differentiate because mold is particulate, right? Um, while mycotoxins are a chemical byproduct, they attach to particle. That's how they move around. So they're particulate too. We're dealing with, with uh, that's why a lot of times you'll hear fine particle remediation as like the catch-all for how we clean everything out of your house, right? It's called fine particle remediation. Everybody has kind of their own version of it. Um, it's because we're focusing on particle, right? Um, it's not a gas that we're trying to clean. Uh, it's a particle that's, that's floating around. And so when you have a monitor device that can't really differentiate between any of the particle sizes at, at the level that it's able to actually filter to, or the, the, not filter to, at the level that it's actually able to detect, so it can only detect 2.5, right? So there's so many particles that, that it doesn't even know about. And then the ones that it does know about, it can't tell you what it actually is, you know? So the, the moral of this story, the key takeaway is please don't rely on your little air quality monitor that has a green face on it or a green thumb or whatever and say, okay, it's green. There's no way I have a mold problem in the house. 
that is so far from the truth. It's such a misleading piece. It's actually more misleading than taking an air sample in the middle of your room. And you guys know how much I hate doing that. So that's, that's how misleading the air quality monitors are for particle mold particulate specifically, right? I mean, sure, there's benefit on the carbon monoxide side and some of the other gases that it might be able. Yes, there's definitely like, there's a reason that they exist, but there are limitations to them. And what a lot of the companies have done is said, well, we'll just take this and kind of insert this into our unit or we'll sell it as a, um, you know, a secondary piece that we can sell. And, you know, it'll be something else that can make people feel good about how well the unit is working. When in true reality, it's not actually telling you how well it's working for the, for the important particle for us, right? And that's the stuff that's below 2.5, the really small stuff that's floating around. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at filters and you're looking at particle loads and you're trying to determine how effective things are and you walk in your room and you got your green little face and it says everything is good. Just be aware of what's happening in your house, right? You can't just look at this one thing. Do what we've talked about. You look under your sinks. You look, you keep history of water damage that's happened. You do maintenance that's needed to make sure you're preventing moisture issues and things like that. And if you're staying on top of that, that's really the best way to, uh, you know, to keep tabs on what's going on. Uh, being aware of your home and your surroundings, right? That's the best way to keep tabs of what's going on, not relying on the little happy green face to tell you uh, that everything is okay. Okay, so I did something a little crazy this weekend. Uh, I went out and I got a new phone, which I know doesn't sound that crazy, um, but I got a new phone that I'm going to use specifically to talk to you. So, um, and I know it sounds a little nuts, like Brian, you're giving out your phone number to a bunch of people to like text you. And yeah, uh, yeah, I am. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to see how this goes, but like, I get so many messages all the time and you know, I want to help people and there's only so much that I can do. And, you know, I was thinking through, I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I interact with the people that need it the most and try to help people the best that I can? you know? And that's really where the podcast kind of started. I was like, okay, so I'll do this and then I'll take questions and I'll try to answer the questions on the show and maybe talk about some other things while we're there. That'll be helpful. And that'll be a cool step to do that. Right. And so that's what I did. And that's why this whole thing started. And it's been cool. The feedback's been really good. I mean, hopefully you guys like the show, but then the, the questions that are coming in, there's just so many. Right. And so I was thinking, okay, I, I need to prioritize like what I'm answering, you know, cause there's only so much time that I have and only so many questions that could be answered and, and, and so many interactions I could have with people. And so I was like, okay, well, I would love to really try to focus my answers on the people that support me the most. Right. And, and I think, you know, that's a, it's a fair feeling, you know, um, there's, there's something to be said for people that interact with you and that they really like appreciate you versus, you know, you get a message from somebody one day and it's like, Hey, um, how do you do this? And like, you've never seen that person before, right? Do you imagine like if a friend that you haven't talked to in like 10 years, like called you and said, Hey, can you give me tickets to this thing? They're like, um, I, I, I no, uh, <laughs> you know, versus one of your really good friends that you talk to all the time. And they're like, Hey, I know that you have access to the guy that, that can get me into the show. Can you get me tickets to this show? I would really appreciate it. And you'd be more apt to help that person. Right. And I think it's just like human nature. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing with this phone, right? So I got this phone and I got this phone number that I'm literally going to give you guys here in a second. And 
it's to text back and forth as much as I can. You know, what I'm going to, what I'm going to try to do is dedicate anywhere from like 10 minutes to 30 minutes a day to interact with, with you guys on, you know, via text. And then I'm going to start taking the most of the questions that I answer on the show. Now, I'm actually going to be taking through this phone through, through the questions that you guys text me. Okay. So, um, I want to, I want to roll this out to you guys, uh, listeners first, because I want to prioritize, um, you know, what I talk about to, to the people that actually listen to me talk about it. <laughs> I think, I think that's, uh, that's kind of fair. I'm so appreciative of you guys. And I just think, um, that this was an interesting way for me to do that. So I went out and I got a phone and that's what I did. And so, um, I'm going to give you the number here in a second. Uh, just so you guys know, it's like really like my phone, right? So it's, it's not some weird automated thing. Um, I have, there's, there's going to be, when you text me, you're going to get one automated response that basically is just something that says it's okay for us to text, right? Cause I, I have to have that for the, for the lawyers. But then after that, you're, it's just literally communication that it's unfiltered. It's not automated. It's, it's me talking to you guys, right? So that's how it's going to be. Um, and what I would love for you guys to do. So if you're interested and hopefully you are right, um, text me. And just when you text me, just say, Hey, I listen to the podcast, right. Or, or just something that just, so I know that you guys are podcast listeners, right. And, and that you listen to the show and then I'll know that. And, you know, then as we talk, like if things come up and if I'm able to help you, I can. And if you have questions for the show, I'll, you know, we'll try to do that. So I'm really trying to put myself out to you guys as much as I humanly possibly can without just completely dominating my entire life. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's the fine line I'm walking. My wife, I'm sure does not want me sitting on the phone all night, every night, texting everybody. So I'm putting a, I told her I was going to put a limit on the amount of time <laughs> that I put on it. But at the same time, I want you guys to be able to have access. Um, and I want to be able to, to, you know, like I said, support the people that are supporting me. I think it's, um, you know, I'm so appreciative of everything that that's uh, all the feedback I get from you guys and, and the support that I'm getting. And so I want to be able to give something back to you. And that's what this is. So get your, uh, pull the car over. Uh, if you're listening in the car, st- stop what you're doing, flip over to your notes app in your phone. All right. Cause here's going to be the number. I'm going to give it to you. The number is 949-528-8704. All right. So again, it's 949-528-8704. So you guys literally, you could just text me right now and, and say, Hey, I just got your number from the podcast. Just mention something about the podcast. Um, and that way I'll know, you know, kind of where you guys came from and I will do my best to prioritize our conversations as they come through. So again, thank you so much for all the support you guys. Um, the, the feedback on the new training program that I've been putting together has been insane. The pre-registrations are much more than I ever thought that they were going to be. And I haven't really told you everything that's happening yet. So the, the excitement and, and the support that I get from all you guys is so, so, so appreciative. And I hope that giving you access, you know, via this, uh, this kind of text platform for me, uh, or for you guys, I should say is, is something that you'll find appreciative. Um, I'll just say this, please don't call me. <laughs> um, there's, there's only so much I could do. All right. So, uh, let's try to keep it to text messaging and I will, uh, do as much as I can for you guys. All right. So again, one more time, it's 949-528-8704. And one more quick thing I, uh, I mentioned, obviously I'm, I'm going to be doing this free training, uh, here in a little bit. So, 
the timing looks like it's going to be towards the end of November. Don't hold me to a specific date yet, but I'm still trying to finalize everything and get it done. So just want to give you guys a heads up on that. Those of you that have already pre-registered, just know that I have all of your information and I am going to let you know when the uh, official registration opens so you guys can get first crack at it. Um, and for those of you that have not pre-registered, uh, you could go to moldfindersmethod.com and it's just a, a simple pre-registration form to fill out. And like I said, I'm going to have all of your guys' contact info who are um, who are on the uh, early registration list for the training. And uh, you guys will definitely be getting the first invite to claim your seats first for the training. Uh, you know, there's only 200 um, seats that are going to be available in this. And I, I mean, as of right now, there's... Uh, more than that, <laughs> who is pre-registered. So um, definitely when you see it, uh, just, you know, just try to act quickly so you can claim that seat um, uh, for that training. And, you know, if need be, I might have to look at doing some additional ones or something. But uh, in the meantime, that's kind of the plan. So go, uh, you could go to moldfindersmethod.com and go ahead and pre-register for that. Um, you could text me. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to do all the things, guys. All right. So I hope you have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. So that's it for today's show, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe and give a rating wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help spread the word to those who really need it the most. 